0: The world didn't need another hockey podcast, it needed a better one. Bear witness to the two-man forecheck. Good morning, Chris.
1: Good morning, Mike. It is Martin Luther
0: King week, and how appropriate that this week the Boston Bruins will finally retire the number of uh, the first black player to step into the NHL.
1: Willie O'Reilly.
0: Uh Tuesday evening, um, it's gonna happen. And I will not be in the re- the arena because I, being a bonehead, forgot to buy tickets. Um, but I will certainly be watching and this is, this is a mo this is a moment for hockey and I hope they actually acknowledge what it means and more how far there is to go. We've all seen the report, players being uh, mistreated over the over recent years, Anson Carter has talked about it. Um, yeah, Matt Dumba has talked about it. Uh, Wayne Simmons has talked about it. Um, and so, there are current players in the league who aren't sure they want their children to play hockey because of the environment. And that's that's not a good thing. That's not a good sign for uh, for. League and its ability to grow.
1: The future, the that future of the sport too. that we, the future of the sport that we happen to enjoy and talk about every week, It uh, might be a good idea if they get their ducks in a row and, and start prioritizing and, and getting out in front of these issues. And starting with, and it should have started long before this, but starting with Willie O'Ree's retirement. I mean, Willie O'Ree, an ambassador of the game. Every time he opens his mouth to talk about hockey, people should be listening. The things he, the, the things he does for, for kids and local youth. I mean, it, how can you not do anything but celebrate this gentleman? man and the impact. The man, the impact. It, yes. Did he play a long time in hockey? No. In the grand scheme of things? No, he didn't. But his impact on the game, his impact on the youth there hockey players, are, his impact on youth in general.
0: There are owners in the league, have been in the league for twenty or thirty years, maybe even longer, who have not had the actual impact on growth that Willie O'Ree has. Period. We're not going to sit here and spend the whole show on the accomplishments. of There are people who know more about it, and. Off the ice stuff isn't really what we talk about here. Um I just wanted to make that was acknowledged, and I hope that everyone uh, gets a chance to see the ceremony live or um, I will certainly be making time for it. I would even if I would That said got some interesting stuff to dive into from scouts to goaltending to headbutting to the demise of the kings um where do we want to go first
1: yeah uh, good talk about let's talk about chuckleheads that Chris, narrow it down be more specific oh well the I get confused because I never know if this guy's actually related to the one that played here in Boston, but uh, Chris Weidman suspended one game for doing something that I thought we only saw in, like, WWE.
0: Yeah, you don't even see it in in MMA, and you rarely see it in WWE these days either. Um,
1: Headbutting.
0: Headbutting, literally, with an official touching him not halfway across the ice with the official's head half-turned in the other direction. The official is actually in physical contact with him, one of the Lionsmen, and he thinks he's going to get away with it. I mean, if it had been Brad Marchand, sure, he probably wouldn't have been suspended or even penalized for it. Um, I mean, Brad's not an all-star and whatever. But um doesn't Derek Holla, who is a good reputation So you, know, you don't hear him do hear or see him do some of the borderline to absolutely things. And I, I'm sitting there watching the game and I'm like,
1: I think it's, I think it's, uh, I think it's something, something, Needs to be said, because this is one rule where they actually have, and and you put it up here because I wasn't aware of it, where they actually have a penalty for headbutting and missing. So even if you're not successful, you can still get a double minor. Yes, this is a,
0: this is maybe the only penalty, only, or one of the few infractions where you can fail to do something. and. Still be penalized. Fail, like if you swing your stick at someone's head and miss, no one cares.
1: Well, it would seem that way anyway. I mean, you can make contact, just ask Brad Marchand, and still not get penalized.
0: Um, but this happens, and I look. I was surprised that there's a penalty for there's, not it, connecting on your headbutt.
1: There's a whole rule for it. Rule 47, headbutting, 47.1. The act of headbutting involves a player making intentional contact or attempting to make contact with an opponent by leading with his head and or helmet. Double minor shall be imposed for a player who attempts. Major penalty imposed on a player who does succeed. Match penalty on a player who succeeds and injures the opponent. And game misconduct is meant when a major penalty is assessed under this rule, game conduct penalty must be imposed. So there you go. Penalty uh, must be imposed, not may be imposed. There's no discretion for... The officials have no discretion in this case. It, it, it happened, they have to call it. Done deal. I mean, unless they didn't see it, I'm doing air quotes. But in this case, it was kind of hard to miss. I mean... I just. Uh, I mean, I understand they have penalties for things like shooting the puck over the glass, which is still the dumbest penalty there is in hockey. Um, yes. But this one makes sense, and the fact that they actually have a penalty for just trying to do this is, you know, kind of serious. And this knucklehead yet goes in headbutts Eric Howla. Is one game suspension a, a fair suspension? Should it have been two? Should it have been more? I mean, Weidman is not considered—he's not considered a repeat offender.
0: More importantly, there there really wasn't an injury. Like Paula's head barely moves on contact.
1: Okay, but he makes but, defense, but he makes contact
0: literally in contact with the official. <laughs> the linesmen are pulling is pulling the uh, the whole. You know, massive players apart because there's like eight or nine players all balled up in a corner, That's headlocks the way and, and arms around people's chests and whatever,
1: Rugby trying scrum. to
0: people apart. Yeah, scrum and the, like that sort of dumb. I, I just wow. So yeah, so one, one
1: game. One game is okay. One game. And he was thrown. He was obviously thrown out of that. He was obviously thrown out of that game. So.
0: And I. I literally just wanted to laugh after he went into the box because I wasn't sure they were going to call it. But. There you go. Um, Headbutting is.
1: Did he. Attempting
0: to headbutt is worse than a lot of penalties.
1: Now, did he argue it at all? I unfortunately did not see it. Did he argue it at all? Like uh, I yeah. don't
0: recall seeing him argue it, but we know how the networks don't actually follow the action after the pocket or after the whistle blows. So okay. Um, okay. And why don't we dive into talking about the Kings?
1: Because I don't understand my
0: reaction and your reaction were not significantly far apart.
1: I don't know. I don't understand this move at all, but OK, Kings, it is.
0: Um, L.A. Kings PR on Twitter announced recently that Mark Bergevin, yes, the former Habs general manager. Um, has been retained in a consulting capacity as a senior advisor to the GM. Uh. Before we get to your reaction and my reaction, Maple uh, underscore Leaf underscore fan replied to Kings uh, PR with, to LA Kings fans, I am terribly, I am so terribly sorry on the bright side, this is the beginning of the end for President Luke Robitaille and GM Rob Blake. On yeah. the other side, um, Justin Bulo seventeen also replied that Mark Bergevin was one of, and I quote, "Mark Bergevin was one of the best GM for making trades. He will help Blake to make a better trade. I don't see they it's a bad move." Um, um, so there we have it, and therein exemplifies and enunciates all of the questionable and curious imbalance of the Marc Bergevin error in Montreal, because he made some really interesting trades when he went out and decided he wanted someone he was going to get them. I mean, the P.K. Subban for Shea Weber trade uh one of the biggest one for one trades in our li- in the last twenty years um you had two guys relatively near the peak of their career um very well regarded but very different players um some of the other guys that Vergevin brought in not always the guys that I would have brought in but certainly certainly players who moved the needle. I think some of his drafting and development was questionable, and it made for an uneven span of uh, an uneven tenure. Um, He did manage to end it with a Stanley Cup final appearance in what is literally the most improbable Stanley Cup final appearance uh, in decades. But um, how do you feel?
1: I don't. I'm. My, my, my first reaction, still my strongest reaction, was uh, the downfall of the L.A. Kings. They're just, it, this is not something they want to be bragging about. Uh, some of the interesting comments that I've read on here. Um, let's see. Can someone please explain who he is to someone who has no idea who he is? And another person wrote, GM of the 2021 Stanley Cup finalist Montreal Canadiens. Traded like he was playing fantasy football or hockey. First-round drafting, embarrassing. Development, abysmal. Traded a ton. Never did more than generate headlines. Basically, the all-star goalie masked all of his deficiencies. That pretty much sums it up.
0: I, in a lot of ways, I don't think he's wrong. I mean...
1: (laughs) This is Mike Market Battler at Market Battler. I don't know who Mike is, but I
0: mean, Mike pretty much nailed it. <laughs> this offseason, he picked up uh, Christian Dvorak. Um, I will say, you know, he had <coughs> some of the young players he has on the roster: Cole Caulfield, Nick Suzuki. Uh, anyone was, who could look you in the eye and tell you they wouldn't want those two in their system.
1: And that's the um, thing is, over the last couple of years. We and we said it. I know I've said it. It is what happened to Mark Bergeron and who is the guy they have now because this is the same guy who makes awful moves and then suddenly he's bringing in Tyler Topoli. he's bringing in Josh Anderson, he's bringing in Suzuki. He traded Max Domi out of town, who was underperforming. They drafted, a, they drafted Cole Caulfield, they had the Asperi uh, I mean, okay, that was a bonehead move, but there was nothing he could do about it. Carolina, I even, I, I, Carolina I, I, waited for the right time to strike, and he didn't make the move. It's not like Kat Kanyemi's lighting up the world in Carolina. I, so he's.
0: I think Montreal might have won that one. But yeah, I mean, I, an last, example of Mark Berger van High in the last couple of years is absolutely Nick Suzuki. You have a guy in his first NHL playoffs. Or actually, second NHL playoffs because I I forget the bubble hockey, but his first NHL playoffs in the 1920 season, seven points plus three in ten games. His second round run to the playoff, run to the Stanley Cup final, sixteen points in twenty two games. That's amazing consistency for a guy who, I mean, he entered the playoffs in the twenty nineteen twenty season. 71 NHL games. That's a good start. Um, but his, his performance jumped, jumped appreciably. Um, and then 56 games in the 2021 season, um, a really unusual season, uh, where everyone only played six or seven teams. Um, and then 22 games. He's still got only 163, uh, NHL games to date, but 23 points in 32 playoff games. That's a guy who, if he's healthy, he's going to be around a while. And we're Just, talking 10, 12 years minimum.
1: So I, I guess I should revamp my opinion and say it depends on which Bergevin they get. Exactly.
0: But, like if but, if you get a Bergevin who. If you got the clear
1: thinking, Bergevin. Great. <laughs> the clear-headed, clear thinking, not necessarily uh, medicated, um, or maybe um, but- is medicated. I mean, West Coast West Coast hockey bias. Uh, put, interesting tweet. Um, says, what's the connection? They found – and there's a piece of an article that they cut and pasted in here to this tweet. It says, what's the connection? The chatter in French-language media suggested that Bergervin would be relocating to California in order to join Robitaille and his best friend, L.A.-based agent Pat Brisson of CAA Sports to form, quote, one of the biggest trios of Quebecers in the world of professional sport, end quote as Jean-Francois Chaumont of French Language Channel TBA Sports wrote in late October. So they were predicting this month a couple of months ago. The reply from West Coast Hockey Bias is: Cronyism is no way to run a sports franchise, Luke. Notice the article says he wants to come here to join his best friend and not to win a Stanley Cup for your LA Kings. Luke has to go. The job isn't about helping old friends. It's about winning cups.
0: If that's a couple of months ago, is that before Bergevin was filed, fired?
1: When was Bergevin fired? We talked about it, and now I already don't remember it. Was he fired in October? It been a couple of months. Really? I thought it was longer than that.
0: Because it Down was after it. the season started.
1: Yes, yeah, true. Uh, but it says, uh, I mean...
0: Oh, November 28th, uh, Bergevin was fired.
1: OK. And it I mean, this was written in late October um, okay, so by Jean-Francois Chaumont. Uh, so it looks like they were speculating, though. It says the chatter in French language media suggested that Bergeron would be relocating to California. doesn't say he was going to or that he was already fired. It sounds like it was something that was in the plans, though, based on the way this is written.
0: Maybe he knew he wasn't going to be kept
1: I mean, there's franchise needs a lot of help. Unfortunately, yes, they need. And whether they have it or not, as much as I may love um, Caden Primo in net, is he the next? Is he the heir apparent? I don't know yet. They keep they they move him up, they put him back down. Uh, You don't get to see enough of him at the NHL level to see if he really has. He's played a handful of games and. He's got an over 900 save percentage, I believe. I mean, you but, look, at
0: that, look at their draft history. Because Bergevin was there from 12 to 21. Uh, no, player assistant general manager in 11. Yeah, so May May 2nd of 2012 to November 28th of 2021. Before that, he was play, part of player development and an assistant general manager. So he's he's been part of the, he spent a decade plus as part of the franchise. Um, You look at some of the drafts, the last draft that you can actually say they got more than half of their players into the NHL, even for a cup of coffee was 2013. Michael McCarron, meh. Um, Just, uh... 91 games for him. Jacob Delarose, 242 games. Arturi Lakenin, uh 371. Sven uh, Adrighetto, 231. And Zach Fukali for four. Um, Alex Gelchenyuk, who has possibly been one of the most controversial players, partly because of views of his inconsistency. And partly I don't know, I think having a Russian father. Um Okay. <laughs> again, six hundred games uh, drafted in that two thousand twelve draft, a little over half a point per game player. Um in what I don't think was all that good a draft. But I mean nah, <laughs> you look you look back at the van error. Yeah. Drafting and development. I mean, they had Sergachev and they let him go. I forget what they traded him for, but they didn't get enough for it. <laughs>
1: um, I, I, somebody is.
0: Traded, was traded for Jonathan Drouin and his yeah in the draft pick.
1: Yeah, that was yeah win special. for win for Tampa Bay. I, I, I mean, Drouin. Yes, he's been better in Montreal, but. Uh, still a win for Tampa Bay. I mean, it, do you do you get to bring up the Kyle Beach situation? Do you get you know he was in Chicago for that? Do you get to bring up the fact that he drafted Logan Mayu in the first round at the last draft, even though Mayu said don't pick me.
0: And all of the controversy around his boneheadedness.
1: I mean, so do you get to count those against Mark? Uh, I think you have to take the sugar with the salt and unfortunately that's the salt, you know, he's not, you got to question his decisions. And, and that's why we're pointing out the fact that, I mean, he brought in to Foley and Josh Anderson was a huge get. I mean, a power, a power mm-hmm. winger I would love to see him, you know, slightly further South from Montreal, you know, yeah. here in Massachusetts, not happening, obviously, but, to go out and make those moves and then turn around and do other boneheaded things. It's like, what is the deal here? Yeah. So
0: even, even allowing for the near requirement of a French speaking coach, some of his his coaching changes were not especially brilliant in my very, very humble opinion. Um,
1: and, and it is interesting. Bringing,
0: interest. in, bringing it, in Claude Julien just after he was fired in Boston by the Sweenies. Um
1: Smart was, move.
0: That was I'm a great not, move.
1: Firing him. Dumb move. Um, and some would say it wasn't because they ended up going to the Stanley Cup finals under Dominique Ducharme. But was Ducharme just running Julien's system? It looked that way. Yes, it did.
0: And let's be honest, I think that their chances of winning were not great because they were playing in the weakest division. In fact, not opinion. But I think that their chances of actually winning that series are probably 10% higher with Julian behind the bench versus Duchesne.
1: And, and the fact that Rob Blake does not have a contract after this season. Are they going to slide Bergevin into the GM spot? And is that I just I just don't think this is a smart move for L.A. I'm sorry. Are the three of them actually going to go off and form their own super agency? Well, they're going to take Pat Brisson with them, apparently.
0: Well, yeah, I was Brisson and the two of them at forming a super agency. It's not necessarily a bad idea. You've got two guys who already have established relationships with the other with with many of the other general managers in the league, which is going to make trading easier. Persia Van can say, Yep, I got my boys to a Stanley Cup final. Rob Blake's career as a player kinda of speaks for itself. Pat Brissom is one of the best known uh agents in sports period. Not just hockey, but in sports. Um so yeah, there's there's a case to be made for Maybe Rob Blake and Mark Bergevin uh, and company are, you know, going to form their own big three and go dominate the agent agenting world for the next fifteen or twenty years until they're old enough to retire or bored enough to retire.
1: This is just some interesting comments. Uh, oh, absolutely! Director, director of Player Personnel in Chicago knew and ignored the allegations that happened there. Drafted a criminal. Traded Supan traded Suban because he's a quote unquote locker room cancer. Made Gelchenik apologize for being a domestic violence victim and distraction. I don't remember that one, I have to admit.
0: That one I didn't hear about, but if you're making the victim apologize.
1: <laughs> um, <laughs> you you are in a special class of low. Uh wow. Um Yeah. And they're all saying and, – and the other comments are all about why, Den, why J.J. Deno uh, uh, didn't – why Philip Deno didn't re-sign with Montreal because somehow they knew that this was going to happen. Okay. That might be stretching things a bit. I just – I just, I don't – from a Kings standpoint, I don't like it. I mean, yes, Bergevin, Bergevin's done some good things, but overall, I don't like it. I don't think he's going to help the organization. Mediocre players, best collection of mediocre players valued between three and four and a half million dollars a year is another way somebody put them Canadians. So I. I, From here, where do we go? Uh, Because I can't keep lambasting a guy who's been lambasted.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's uh, it's.
1: Psh, bad. bad and move it's on probably LA not part. the
0: silliest thing we're going to talk about this week because
1: ah we've got somehow similar.
0: neither Nazim Kadri nor oh, uh, Brad oh. Marchand are all stars
1: either I one mean, I'm writing down all star snubs and I probably should put it in capitals because these two are the biggest snubs I've seen in quite a long time how are neither one of these guys not only not, not on the all time He's
0: fifth in scoring in the league. Fifth. He's ahead of Steven Stamkos. He's ahead of Mika Rantanen. He's ahead of Kirill Kaprizov. He's ahead of Austin Matthews.
1: Ahead meeting, meaning
0: higher on the list, having accumulated more points.
1: And Marshand is where on that list again?
0: Brad Marchand is number eight. Again, ahead of Kirill Kaprizov, ahead of Austin Matthews, ahead of Victor Hedman, um, <laughs> ahead of Nathan McKinnon, ahead of Sebastian Ajo, with uh, Terry Panarin, uh, Panarin.
1: The Breadman, yes. yes.
0: Um, ahead of Troy Terry, ahead of John Tavares, ahead of Mika Zubinajad and Patrick Kane and Dylan Larkin, and a whole bunch of guys who are, quite frankly, reasonably well-known.
1: So, my question is only because he's not an all star, is A, how is.
0: How is that possible?
1: How is. Brad Marchand not only not an all star, but then doesn't somehow make the last men in choices? The Bruins' choice is Charlie McAvoy?
0: Again, Dom
1: and then we've got, I mean, Kadri is a last man in choice for the Central, so he still hasn't hasn't, even gotten that far for him is, is sad, yes, but at least he's got an opportunity. Brad Marchand doesn't have any opportunity here, unless there's some hidden rule that I don't know about. Because he's not listed as an all-star. He's not listed as a last-man-in option. So that means... Charlie
0: McAvoy is 20th in scoring
1: for defensemen. For defensemen. defensemen. Not in the league.
0: Not in the league. 20th in scoring for defensemen.
1: Yes. Um. No. But he's an option for last-man-in.
0: And even in points per game, like Alex Galchenyuk, um, same amount of uh, points per game. Uh, and he's playing for Minnesota. Um, I can certainly, you can certainly push the case for him. Drew Doughty has actually played at a point per game pace. Um, yes, he's only played 19 games this season. Uh, and that is significantly better than McAvoy. Um
1: Giron is in for the Bruins.
0: It's almost like the marketing committee is making decisions on who should be an all-star and not, you know, basing it on the actual play of the players. But, hey.
1: There's one way I would agree with that, and that's if Pasta was actually either last man in or on the all-star. Then I would 100% totally agree with you because that would be marketing 101 is to get your most popular players. Into, this, I, into the exhibition that is the All Star Game or All Star Weekend.
0: Uh, absolutely, I mean, I don't really care about the All Star Game itself because I think it's,
1: I mean, it's not the central- quite
0: anti hockey, but it's closer to practice than it is anything like real hockey.
1: I mean, I feel bad because you've got in the Central, for instance, you got first-time goalies in Cam Talbot and uh, one of my favorites, Yusei Saros, both going to represent the Central Division at the All-Star Game. Unfortunately, the All-Star Game isn't about celebrating goaltending.
0: The All-Star Game isn't even about celebrating the game of hockey. It's about celebrating.
1: Goal scoring and celebrating and sellies and more sellies. That's why we. And they
0: took out some of the fun events, like the trick shot competition. Oh really? That was one of my favorite events. The hardest shot is always fun, and if they ever remove that, I'm done. I'm just not even going to turn it on.
1: I do not under. I I I, I, I back to the top. I just I don't understand. Brad Marchand eighth in the league. Have has anybody seen? What do you have? Three multi multi goal games in a row. Yes. Ending with a hat trick. Yep. Um, somebody explain to me how this guy who has been lighting it up this season is not worthy to be an all-star.
0: And I mean, you can sort of kind of, if you squint and drink yourself into the inability to stand up, uh, make the case for Nazem Kadri because he's playing in a, in a city where he's legitimately like the fourth or fifth best known player on his team and is legitimately a second or third tier media market you can understand how that might happen. But Brad Marchand?
1: I don't understand it In the past, that.
0: what, five years, he's the third highest scoring player in the league uh, over that time? Yeah, no, there's, there's no excuse. None. Unless he specifically said to someone in the league, I've got family plans that week, or... um I can't go or I, I need to rec- I need to take care of nagging injuries. No. Nope. Nope. Nope nope. 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 Nope.
1: Tied for fifth in the NHL with Alex Ovechkin at one point four one points per game. Now, I'm not sure exact this was written on January 14th, so this was a couple of days ago.
0: And uh, yeah, both of them are absolutely breaking the age uh
1: the 30, age uh, curve. Thirty-three-year-old Marchand tied for seventh in the NHL in scoring, having tallied 19 goals and 21. Again, this was two days yeah. ago. I don't know what he had a point yesterday, two points yesterday, going an assist yesterday. Yep. So yep. 20 and 22, so 42 points in 42 points in 30 games. 42 points in 30 games. That's, Thirty-three years old. You did not stutter, now. Okay, just checking. I didn't know if they came out right now. And yet, Marshawn nowhere to be found when rosters were announced for the upcoming All Star Game, not even on the last man. And the thing is that it's a what did he say? It okay. So <clears throat> didn't didn't use his snub as a chance for self pity. Now, for all of you who do not like Brad Marshand for whatever reason you have. He used it as a chance to praise his bru- the bru- for his teammate Patrice Bergeron. Quote: It's a nice event to go to. Depends on where it is. Vegas is obviously a good spot. But Bergie has been our best player for 18 years now. He's the best two-way player in the league. He's the backbone of our team. I'm not surprised at all that he's there. He deserves to be, and he's earned that right. I'm very happy for him. Nothing about him getting snubbed. Nothing about what the NHL is or isn't doing to him. So you may not like Brad Marshawn, but clearly
0: you need to respect Brad Marchand.
1: You need to respect this man. This is a guy who has
0: four three points per game. Seventh in the league for goals. Shorthanded goals, power play goals, even strength goals game winning goals, overtime goals. Actually no, he does not have an overtime goal yet this season. I'm kind of amazed at that. But he's got a 20.8 shooting percentage this year. <laughs> 1 in 5 of his shots is going in the net.
1: He even he even even mentioned some other worthy players you no know, the, the way the current all-star format is designed and another one who's mentioned that in, in defense of his teammate that was that would be captain Nathan McKinnon yep who has tweeted out that it's silly mm-hmm. not every team should get to send a player yes this is a game but this is a, a what I don't remember the exact tweet at the moment but basically, he says uh,
0: this is a, this is an all star game, not a participation, not a
1: participation game. Thank you.
0: So and yes, he's probably specifically speaking to the uh, Arizona 30 seconds um, who may or may not have a home next season.
1: He even mentioned former Bruins nemesis Nazem Kadri, now with the Colorado Average, who is fourth in the NHL in scoring and leader in assists, 1335, 48 points. Uh, that's okay. how it goes. Now, if you make the
0: top ten <laughs> in scoring in the league,
1: how do you not you get an automatic? Game? How do you not get an automatic berth into the All Star game? Is my question.
0: Like, there's no question that Leon Draisaitl belongs there. We didn't need to vote on that to know. There's no question that Alex Ovechkin belongs there. Jonathan Huberdeau is harder to remember because people seem to forget that Florida exists. Yeah. Okay. Conor McDavid, um, he's gonna be there unless both of his legs are broken. Um, Nazim Kadri should be there. Steven Samkos should be there. Miko Rantanen should be there. Brad Marchand should be there. Kiev Kaprizov should be there. And Victor Hedman is there. Should be there. They're all in the top ten for scoring. Now you've got Timo Myers, who's tied for who's tied with Hedman. You've got uh, Austin Matthews, who's tied. Why are Austin Ma- Why is Austin Matthews somehow more worthy than Nazim Kadri or Brad Marchand? Go uh, ahead.
1: You're you're looking for somebody to make that argument, and I won't.
0: Please send me tweets, people. Send us emails.
1: Send
0: right on my anything. wall on Facebook. How... Um,
1: I, I, I love all the. Y-
0: yeah, go ahead.
1: No, I was gonna say I love all the youth in Ottawa, but what has is, is Jake Batherson having that big of a season that he should be there? I mean Am I missing something?
0: No. Because I don't even know where Drake Batherson lines up uh as far as scoring in the league because I, I don't see him. Uh, I mean, you've got Matthew Kachuk. He's 44th in the league out in Calgary.
1: Apparently Drake Batherson has 20 assists, 30 points, so 10 goals is the math. So he would be
0: under 50th, he would be lower than 50th in the league.
1: So he's plus 5, he averages 19 minutes a night, and he's got 14 penalty minutes. I like, as I said, I like all the youth. On Ottawa, they have and, and Batherson is one of those guys that is very good, not great, not elite, and somehow I don't think should be at the All Star game at the expense of somebody like a Brad Marchand. I can't say Kadri because he's in the Central when we're talking about the Atlantic at the moment, but or East or whatever you want to call it these days. Uh, and Honda you know what? East.
0: I would love to see them ditch the East West. Um Format. To di- just, di- just ditch all of the divisions because it's not about the divisions, it's about star power. Take the best. Take literally take the best. What uh call it we'll call it twenty-four skaters and four goaltenders. Uh, So times two, so 48 and another four or another eight, 56 players, 58 players. Okay. And go back to letting the player, letting the team captains draft them.
1: Well, then you would have right down the middle. Then you'd have guys in in Colorado playing with Bruins guys and that can't happen. Yes.
0: And and (laughs) other, and you know, People don't, don't necessarily want to hear it. I hate the three-on-three three for full game format, even, even all-star-length game formats. The whole point of the all-star game is to see as many stars as possible. Yeah. So if, if Brad Marchand is being centered by Nazim Kadri and is on a line with Alex Ovechkin on the right side... I am 300% okay with that, and with uh, Drew Doughty and Seth Jones lined up on defense behind them. If Victor Hedman is lined up with Darnell Nurse on the Ooh. blue line, and you've got Mitch Marner and um, Patrick Kane, okay, and Sebastian Aho. As the forwards, I want I to see that. that. I am here for this. Do I, I look, do I get, I get do to see Roman Yossi somewhere ahead of time to get tickets? I would show up to see those two lives.
1: Do I get to see Roman Yossi?
0: If Roman Yossi and Sergeyev are going to line up in front of. Cam Talbot in net or Robin Leonard in net or pick your goal, pick your all-star goaltender. And you're going to have, uh, let's see, dry Seidel, uh, Troy Terry and.
1: Is Troy Terry having a season where he belongs?
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> Just thought I'd ask. Uh, um, that, that's called a softball. I was lobbing that one up there.
0: And you did, a, you did a spectacular job. Old Troy Terry, and Jonathan Huberto are your forwards out there. I will jump up and down for that. And none of them play in my town. Why? Because it's awesome. That's what, that's what the all-star games are supposed to be about. You're supposed to have fantasies about seeing these ridiculous combinations. Not bubble hockey on TV. Five on five, goaltender and that, and guys having fun.
1: Somebody needs to explain to me how okay. I am I five biggest snubs, and the first one is obviously Brad Marchand. I get that. Can uh, Igor Shesterkin apparently is a snub? Sixteen four and two record, one nine nine goals against, nine nine thirty nine save percentage. Three shutouts. That sounds to me like a snub. Jacob Markstrom, even. 12-8-5 record, 2.23 goals against, 92 924 save percentage, 5 shutouts. Sounds like it's probably a snub. Troy Terry, 22 goals, 14 assists. That would put him at 22, 32, 36 points. Uh, sixth in the NHL with 22 goals. Yeah, it could be a snub. The fifth one is Sidney Crosby, five goals, 19 assists and a plus seven. And somehow this is a snub.
0: There are people playing on the third line in Boston with as many points as Sidney Crosby. Um,
1: Five goals, 19 assists. That's 24 points. He did. It, it, he did miss the start of the twenty one twenty two season. But if you're going to start ruling out for injury time, then you have to rule out injury time for other players who should be or could be all stars. Um, why does he get the benefit of? Uh, okay,
0: the fact that Jordan Everly, a player that I like, and I shouldn't have to say this too many times, but Jordan Everly, a player that I like is at the all-star game ahead of Kadri or, or Marchand.
1: Uh, because Seattle has to send somebody. I don't Again, back to the McKinnon, Seattle, not every team, still not an
0: NHL teams. Yeah.
1: Back to McKinnon's comment. I refer you. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I just don't understand the city and it says still when the game is on the line, there's few players that I'd rather have than Crosby because. He hasn't had to be elite as of late. Hasn't
0: had to be by which they mean he hasn't been healthy enough to be on the ice to be elite and other people have been not only carrying the load, but getting noticed carrying the load.
1: I just. I dislike the fact that they keep adding him in whenever there's things like snubs Anything. and this. no. It, it it it's time to let Sydney just be Sidney. You know, stop with the we we've moved on. There are other better players in the league at this point. He can't be an all star when he's 83 years old unless. Alex Ovechkin, Alex Ovechkin could be because look what he's doing at 36. I mean, scary, but I just, I don't, I'm sorry. He's not, he's not a snub. He's not there for a reason. He doesn't deserve to be there this season. Sorry. Again, as I said before, this is not recognition of past performances. This is supposed to be a recognition of players playing at the top of their game this season,
0: Correct. Doing called relevant it's no, right now.
1: It's not a Legends game. It's not a, a let's celebrate the last 20 years of hockey game. It's All-Stars, this season, All-Star game.
0: Quite End frankly, the- I think the Legends game would be more physical than any All-Star game we've <laughs> seen in the past 15 years. <laughs> this is true. Like legitimately, you know, with Nifty Middleton and Ray Bork and oh. – Uh, a couple of the old Habs and Flyers are all on the ice together. There's there's going to be some hip checks.
1: Uh, Back then, they really didn't like each other. There's going to be some gloves drops. I mean, you could run an All-Star Legends game just between Boston and Montreal, or, yeah, Boston and the Rangers, or... Yeah, that really, really didn't like each other back then. Really, really didn't
0: like each other. Nope. Um... You always love talking about goaltending, so let's talk about some goaltending.
1: Ooh, goaltenders.
0: St. Louis Blues.
1: <laughs> oh, we're going to talk about Bennington. Yay. <laughs>
0: Jordan Bennington is one of those Why not? <laughs> goaltenders who gets the benefit of the doubt he because he had a really good half season.
1: They won a Stanley Cup that year, though and that kind of gets lumped onto him so
0: he had a good half season I go back and look at his numbers for that uh for those playoffs
1: wasn't that's that spectacular he, in the playoffs he wasn't wasn't that the year he came in in relief he was, he didn't start the season as the number 1
0: playing, no 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 he wasn't even playing he was in, in the organization
1: he was in reason. the he was in AHL or ECHL or something like that he had been
0: loaned to boston
1: and that's right
0: third, third option for their minor they, league system. They couldn't
1: they couldn't fit him on the minor league team. They loaned him out. That's right.
0: So in thirty-five career playoff games, Mr. Bennington has a 914 sa- a, a 903 save percentage. And in those thirty five games he has one shutout. One. 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 Just he has one. nineteen losses and sixteen wins. In those 35 playoff games. And yet, he's played more games than pretty much everyone on their, or any goaltender on their roster. Um,
1: well, used... How is
0: this questionable? Well, John Gillies, who admittedly yeah, should... ended up in New Jersey, he played one game, 923 save percentage. To yeah. Jordan Bennington's
1: 906.
0: Yeah. Billy huso has Who's
1: played, the current? He's yeah. the current backup, actually.
0: Nine games as well, uh, yeah. or has played nine games there. Five wins.
1: We well, did um, skip over Joel Hofer.
0: We don't need to talk about poor Joel.
1: <laughs> We're not dragging his Although name through the mud.
0: Did pick up an assist uh, in his appearance, or in what? In his two appearances.
1: And he's got. But, he won, He's won fifty percent of his games.
0: I suppose that's worth mentioning. But Billy, who's a nine thirty-five save percentage in those nine games,
1: Ooh, nine. two point. Do you see that number? Two point one three goals against, and a shutout. No, it's definitely not terrible. No, And no. then
0: there's some guy named Charlie Lindgren.
1: For, five appearances,
0: for, or five games played, five yeah. wins. Mm-hmm. Nine fifty-eight save percentage. 1.22 goals against average.
1: I'm told that's a good number.
0: No penalty minutes.
1: Yeah, no shutouts either. But.
0: No shutouts, no penalty minutes, but okay, we can work around that. So and then in, there's Jordan Bennington.
1: 11
0: games, or yeah. 22 games played, mm-hmm. eight losses, 906 save percentage. goals against average. Ouch. One shutout and 14 penalty minutes. Now, I understand that goaltenders really like being involved in the game and that.
1: Well, Tim Thomas. And and, and, uh, Tim Thomas got himself involved in a few scrums here and there.
0: I don't recall Tim Thomas having 14 penalty minutes in 22 games at any point in his career.
1: (laughs) I could be wrong. I I don't know. I think him, I think I might. I think he might be on this one. I don't know if he's had. Okay. I don't know if he's had fourteen in any twenty-two game stretch. I, I don't know that that fourteen penalty minutes means he's had seven penalties in twenty-two games. Um, Is it possible nope. for a goaltender to have? Six?
0: The most penalty minutes that he had in the entire season was thirteen.
1: Oh, okay. Fair he enough. Finished
0: a four hundred and twenty-six regular season game career with 43 regular season, uh, p- uh, pibs.
1: He, he liked to involve himself in what was going on around his crease though. He was not one that.
0: And also he, he finished his career with a 920 save same percentage, which is,
1: yeah, what better than Mr. Binnington, Mr. Binnington. Now 22 games played 20, all of them starts. He's only won half of them at 11. He's got three losses, three overtime losses, as you said, ouch. um, The issue, though, is, and as much as for those of you who might remember, Charlie Lindgren was in Montreal spelling Carey Price during one of his many, many, uh, many um, injury pauses. And he would put together really good numbers. I like Charlie Lindgren. He's not a number one. You can't put him in and leave him in as a number one for long stretches of time. But as a backup or as a a short-term starter, you know, a couple of weeks here or whatever, he puts together five and seven game stints where he can be lights out. And the numbers there, five, I mean, he's only started five games. I'm sorry. It's a small sample size, but 958 is eight percentage. When he puts it together, he can be lights out trouble is he can't maintain those numbers that's why he's not getting number one job offers the problem is he's also not getting backup job offers he keeps getting sent back down to the minors he had that problem in Montreal he's had he's having that problem here in 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 St. Louis but
0: how is Jordan Biddington still the guy <laughs> When this season he has again a nine oh six save percentage
1: because he can say at the end of his name when he signs his autograph or when he's speaking, it's Jordan Bennington, Stanley Cup winner. Right. I don't. Right. Agree. I don't agree that that should be, um, in any way, shape, or form. The reasoning for allowing somebody with a 906 and a 3.05 goals against to be your number one, I think that they should be looking to see if Villehuso can handle the job and maybe they should give him a couple more starts. I mean, he started nine nine games, won five of them.
0: Okay, just for comparison, um, Igor Shosturkin has played 23 games this season.
1: I just, yeah, I just gave his numbers uh, in the last bit.
0: Um, Ilya wow. Sorokin, uh, the Islanders team, which is not especially good this year. Uh, 21 games play or 21 games started nine and seven with a nine twenty-five save percentage mm-hmm. and a goals against average. That's half uh, a half a goal lower three shutouts To Mr. Bennington's number uh, one, Braden Holtby, who everyone buried after a couple of bad seasons, admittedly bad seasons.
1: No, they were bad.
0: (laughs) They're like literally no question that they were bad. You couldn't excuse them. There was no there was nothing. There was nothing. Uh, 17 games played, six wins, eight losses. So he's got a losing record and a 920 save percentage. And at 256, goals against average. So on a worse team, mm-hmm. the, the individual stat, the save percentage, the only one that you can really, really say is 100% about, or at least significantly about the goaltender. Significantly better on a ba- on a bad team. Um, Alex Nedeljkovic, on a new team this year, a rebuilding-ish team, 27 games played, uh, 24 starts, 11, 10, 9, 18, 2.73, one shutout as well. There's a lot, okay, of goaltenders who have played at least 10 games this season. Martin Jones, who's having a rehab season where his 9.09 is spectacular compared to the previous three or four seasons
1: (laughs) yeah that's another one yes
0: is better carter hart who's having a rehab season with a 9 11 save percentage is again better um elvis merzlikens who's having a down year realistically 907 save percentage is Mm -hmm. better stewart skinner who i believe is a rookie Better save percentage.
1: Yes. Karel, uh, You're, you're getting to the name I was going to get to. Now this is, um, team number 32.
0: As I said, the Arizona 30 seconds.
1: Kara, Kara, Rookie goaltender. This is a guy who didn't start playing goaltender or didn't start playing organized hockey until, I don't know, like a few years ago or something like that interesting story on him it's worth going and looking it up yeah,
0: one game the agent signing last may by the one, by the oats
1: one game less than Bennington has the same save percentage now he is on the Arizona 30 seconds and his goals against is slightly higher at three two seven Bennington is playing on a much much more talented team
0: that is actually expected to win <laughs>
1: <laughs> and he has a 3.05. Carol Vamelka is playing on a team that has Jacob Chikrin in the backup singers, and he's got a 3.27. But they both have the same 9.06 save percentage. I'm sorry if your if your save percentage is as good as the team that's trying to get the first overall pick, and this is your number one goaltender who oh, one of Stanley Kaufman. Yeah, he's never proven anything. I mean. Caden Primo, three games in the NHL. He's got a 904 save percentage. <laughs> I mean, I'm looking at, I'm looking on the first, on the first page because we're actually on the second page of stats now. When you get to Bennington, he's on page two. He's not even on the first page. First 50 players. Nope. Sorry. You go back to page one and you start looking at guys like, oh, I don't know. Hmm. Nedeljkovic playing for Detroit, not necessarily a better team, got a nine eighteen save percentage. Mm-hmm. Um, wait, wait, Dan Vladar has a nine ten save percentage. I yes, mean, Dan Vladar
0: was not good enough to keep for Boston, but go ahead.
1: Yeah, by the way, he has two shutouts. How many does Bennington have? Uh one. Has ah, one. Oh, oh! So two is more than one, and he's two done it in, one. and he's done it in nine games, whereas Bennington took twenty-two games. Okay, just, and then there's, then there's my favorite name of all goaltenders, Also, only nine games played. Uko Pekarlukenen, nine seventeen save percentage on the Buffalo Sabers. Goals against two point seven four on the Buffalo Sabers. Again, Page better than so Bennington. So bad
0: that Cage Thompson leads them in scoring.
1: I don't understand the love affair with Bennington. I don't do I. get it. I now I, he, <clears throat> go ahead no he just hasn't done anything that outside of yes winning a stanley cup which by the way i don't think had as much to do with him as they would like to think it did um it had more to do with a certain goalie at the other end kind of mm, caving Uh,
0: speaking of goaltenders at the other end and non-deserving that goaltender is back in the league
1: oh that's right he signed his one-year million dollar contract which is prorated i guess and Sent so his
0: one-year deal to for the organization to stab Jeremy Swayman in the back.
1: That was um, awful. I'm sorry. The Bruins and have done it mm, again. They 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 stabbed Lador, who is again out of town, and got two shutouts with the Calgary Flames. And. Now they've done it to their the, – the the one they chose to keep in Jeremy Swayman. Oh, yeah, we're just going to send you down. What's that got to do to a guy's psyche? Now, granted, he's an NHL player. Maybe he's used to it. I don't know. But I don't like the optics of bringing in a 35-year-old and kicking down the guy that you traded away somebody else so that this guy could be your backup and signing another guy who, granted, isn't too Rask, but – whatever that means, but Linus Olmark is finally putting it together. I think it was growing pains at the beginning of the season and, con- and communication issues and learning it was
0: absolutely communication issues And because and, they disappeared uh, and it wasn't just Linus, Linus Olmark because even Swayman had a couple of shaky games, but by the end of November, by the middle of November, the two of them had it on back on track.
1: Yes. And by the way, the camaraderie between Olmark and Swayman was evident I mean oh, God, they're it's they're hugging a game for like three months. they're hugging at the end of games and everything. Oh yeah, I mean,
0: there's a there's at least one <laughs> gif floating around of the two of them hugging at the end of every game, regardless of which one of them is playing. there's a hug every game and it's
1: yeah getting, and it's they've a got a
0: genuine it. hug, not one of those. okay, we're going to touch chess for.
1: Pointless no 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 no. Have you seen them hug? Have you seen <laughs> them? Hu- have you seen them hug? Ooh. It's, it's like
0: best friends who haven't seen each other in 5 years. It's really really
1: Yes. <laughs> and you you destroyed that so that you could bring back
0: a guy who hasn't won a Stanley Cup despite 3 trips.
1: <laughs> I I I now granted he's his one game which was I have to keep explaining to all my friends. He started one game against a not good Philadelphia Flyers team.
0: What do you mean not good?
1: Um, I believe they've been on a losing streak of sorts, if I'm not mistaken.
0: How in the world can you say that a team that's in 11th place is not good?
1: It's just a guess, actually. I don't know. How to 11... say
0: that a team that has a points percentage of .446 is not good?
1: Again, it was just a guess. I, I wasn't sure for certain. A
0: team that has a negative thirty-one goal differential through their thirty-seven games is not good. I, I don't get this, and I'm so they quite frankly a little shocked at the lowering of your standards to try and make a point here.
1: So they, they bring in the 35 year old hip, surgi, hip surgically repaired um, labrum. and
0: without him even playing in the NA, in the AHL. So oh yeah sure didn't no tryout.
1: Didn't have to have the tryout that he signed the professional tryout deal for. He just was brought back up to and thrown in against you know lob the, the 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 proverbial, the proverbial softball. And we're going to start you against the Flyers. It would have been worse. It, 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 it couldn't have gotten much worse. You could have started him against, I guess, the Arizona 30 seconds, but I mean, it wasn't like they lobbed him in there against the Panthers Maybe. or Tampa Bay or Colorado. Columbus is a
0: significantly
1: better <laughs> team. No, you put him in there and still, in the second period, coughed up a couple of hairballs.
0: And, yeah, I wouldn't think he was the second coming again.
1: Oh, my goodness. He won. He won. Two go-ins, two U's, two K's, two points. Yeah, okay. Except that you're playing Philadelphia, who you were up two to nothing on. That your fourth or fifth
0: string goalie should beat if you're
1: (sighs) Kyle Kaiser should should be beating the Philadelphia Flyers. And yet we're celebrating that Tuka Rask beat them. Yeah, I'm sorry. No, but I mean, as far as Bennington goes, I don't understand that one either. Bennington don't understand. Tucker asked, why did they resign him? Is this this is the not to overuse the word proverbial, but this is the proverbial signing him as a way of thanking him. It's kind of. You know, the idea behind contracts is that you're not paying for past performance. You're paying for future results.
0: What future results is he going to give you?
1: Well, the only future result he can give that he hasn't done so far is, oh, wait, that Stanley Cup thing that Bennington has. Yeah. Other than other than that, I mean, are you bringing him in for his playoff? I mean, if you happen to make the playoffs, are you bringing him bringing him in for his playoff experience? I don't think Me. Omar has much, if any, playoff experience because he's been, I don't know with Buffalo. you know Swayman uh, has no, last no. season. Wait, wait. does Omar have playoff experience?
0: I don't care
1: is is that is playoff experience no, no, no. over is playoff experience overrated then?
0: It's not, but you have a roster deep in playoff experience.
1: Oh, yes. I'm sorry, you have a playoff, you have a roster with a couple of Stanley Cup winners of your own on the team.
0: And not only that, you've added playoff experience and cup winning to the organization in the last couple of seasons, because you've got Chris Kelly behind the bench. He was part of the Stanley Cup win.
1: You've oh, that's got, right.
0: Got um got Adam McQuaid, who has been to the Stanley Cup final himself, um, in, as part of player development. You've better believe he's going to be with the team if they're going out to if they're going if they make it that deep into the playoffs, he's going to be around. Is he a goaltender?
1: No. Wait, doesn't Howell have a lot of playoff experience? I don't know, like Stanley Howell Cup final wasn't experience? wasn't he with the Golden Knights when they went to the final against Washington? And he's won a cup with Carolina. Was he with Carolina when they won? they went to the Oh, they went to the finals. He was with. Oh no, I'm thinking. I'm thinking of um, Mr. Clutch there. Um, the the guy who was with. I'm thinking of the guy who was with the Kings as well. Justin, uh, name escapes me. But he's been with Carolina. Howler was with Carolina. They made the playoffs, but a couple of years ago when the Bruins beat them, actually, I think he was there. But okay, so there's playoff experience. Um, Taylor Hall's got some playoff experience. He hasn't, I don't know if he's yes, been he deep. Does. I don't uh, know he's if he's part been part of that Jersey run. Uh, oh, that's right. Yes. When he won the MVP, for,
0: uh, his MVP regular season year.
1: Yeah. So okay. there's, there is, as you say, there is plenty of playoff and Stanley cup experience on that roster that it's not as imperative for Omar. I mean, Preparation-wise, sure. You know they can help him with that. You know if you can get in the right mindset, it, hot goaltender in the playoffs, whether he's been there or not. And Bennington would be, I guess, somebody's example because he wasn't there and yet got a little warm early. Like, when he got to the final, he wasn't hot.
0: Realistically, but. all you need to be in the playoffs is consistent as a goaltender, and you can win.
1: You don't Ooh, have does to that work? Best goaltender, just have to be consistent. Could be that consistent. be? Could that be what happened last year with uh, that Carey Price guy? Uh, yes. Okay, just check.
0: He wasn't the best goaltender in the playoffs, but he was consistent. The team knew what they needed to win every night, and they did and a lot of it.
1: Until they came up against
0: a genuine playoff team.
1: Yes. I'm yes, not sir. even
0: sure they were the best team in the playoffs, but they were a genuine playoff team because I think Carolina would have trounced Montreal as well. Uh, I think Florida had they not lost, uh, had that those injuries on the blue line would have won. Um, But that's, that's another story. Um, Sticking with the Bruins. Yes. uh, For the first time since 1994, uh, the other night, a Boston Bruins defenseman scored five points in a game.
1: Wait, Ray Bork's back?
0: Ray Bork is not in fact back, but he was oh. exactly that person uh, to last. No, well, that's,
1: well, that's why I said points. it. He Ray Bork is the last guy I remember having a five-point night, so I'm guessing if there was a five-point night it must have been him.
0: If, if not him, it must, it must have actually been, I don't know, the Hall of Fame. or No, actually it wasn't.
1: It wasn't it was Matt the Hollow. Grisly. Oh, the local boy, Matt Grizzlick. Who we we like
0: months old uh, in 94 when Ray Bork did that because he was born in 94.
1: 5. He was born in January
0: of 94.
1: Isn't one of the complaints about Grizzlick is that he's not offensive defenseman. Not, not not necessarily complaints, but one of the things that said him he's not offensive and enough.
0: He does not shoot enough. i I will say that as much without without question, as much as I love See, as much as I love watching him play. He does not shoot enough, and,
1: and unfortunately, so- I think it goes back to his bu time because his partner at BU and his sometimes most of the time whenever partner in Boston does more of the offensive shooting and and whatnot. Yes. that would be the Hall of Famer. So I think I think with Matt Grizzlick, I don't necessarily think that he's not shooting out of choice. I think it's kind it's of what's expected. Yeah. It's what's expected of him. I yes. mean, he is his his puck control, his, his
0: puck control, his small space control is off the charts.
1: His speed, his 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 speed, his agility, his maneuverability in around people through corners is all top notch.
0: You can you could legitimately train NHL quality players to literally only do what Grizzly does in small spaces, moving in and out of traffic around the net. And you could and get them get them to play at a higher level just doing that. Forget the skating. Forget the long distance passes, because his five and eight foot passes are all you can ask for. Um, just for the giggles, some key Bruins players and interesting Bruins players who had not been born the last time a Bruins defenseman scored five uh, NHL games. Um, Connor Clifton, Curtis Lazar, David Pasternak, uh, Brandon Carlo, Jake DeBrusk, Oscar Steen, Charlie McAvoy, Jack Studnica, Jeremy Swayman, er- Erho Vakonainen. Literally none of those guys were alive the last time a Boston Bruins defenseman scored five points in a game.
1: So Matt Grizzlick this season now has two goals, 12 assists, 14 points in 33 games, which is about, he averages a 19, 19 plus minutes a night.
0: Correct. Hmm. I think it's going to be really interesting to see how he does down the stretch and having warmed up a little bit because he's been, he's had, he had a couple of good games where he's gotten points. I think that there were a couple of games earlier in the season where he was injured, not quite enough to not play, but where he looked off. And if he can come back from uh, the COVID protocols looking good, um, he's, he's going to have his best offensive season, points for game-wise. Um, also out at the moment um, for precautionary and mental health reasons is, uh, is Byron
1: Bowen. Um, this is a tough situation. I've been Bowen. reading about this for a while now.
0: Bowen Bryman. Yes. Uh, we weren't Bowen. sure why he left. It was simply said that it was personal reasons. But it's concussion syndrome, post-concussion syndrome. Um...
1: Well, he's had three concussions. You have
0: your dream job, and you can't even do it because you just feel terrible all the time.
1: He's had three um, concussions in his one year in the league,
0: and that's that's not good. Like long term, that's not good for him. Concussions are generally cumulative. If he hasn't. He hasn't crossed the threshold where it's no longer in
1: his this best is, interest
0: to keep playing. Not far from it. Um,
1: um, this is a kid who was drafted fourth overall, a couple three years ago. Um, very talented defenseman. I mean, they were looking at putting him. I mean, you think they Colorado's Colorado's defense core would have been McCarr, Girard, uh, this kid Boehm. Bowen Byram I mean it, they had a nice young defense core and this from a team that I used to say didn't know they're they, they were on par with Edmonton as far as
0: they didn't have defense
1: right except for Eric Johnson
0: literally didn't have defense it was Eric Johnson and <laughs> a bunch of guys who didn't belong in the NHL um,
1: so but, yes they he I wish him well concussions are nothing I mean just ask Mark Savard Nothing to mess around with. Let this let this kid take as much heal. time as he needs to heal and get himself right. I'm hoping that Colorado doesn't in any way rush him, push him, encourage him to come back.
0: The terrifying thing here is he's only gotten into 37 NHL games. Mm-hmm. And despite all of his issues this season, he still had 11 points in 18 games as a defenseman. A mm-hmm. 20-year-old defenseman. Not even fifty, not even forty games played. Eleven points in eighteen games. That's not just standing around with. Uh, you got five goals and six assists. Um,
1: so you got Kale McCarr, who can score and play defense. Kale you McCarr
0: got... is otherworldly ah. to watch. It's utterly bonkers to watch him play hockey. Uh, forget, uh, forget him. Forget the hockey aspect. Watching his skating is better than a a good number of people who compete in figure skating or ice dancing and some of the others, he's that good.
1: Well, this kid supposedly that good. And yes, 11 points in 18 games split almost evenly as far as you said. And like you said, five goals, six assists. Then you got Sam Girard, who is also very good at the point and, and quarterbacks, the power play at time. I mean, they had, this was their plan. And, the talent is clearly there. Look, so he needs to take all the time. He needs,
0: if he doesn't come back until two days, until three games before the playoffs, because (laughs) that's when he thinks he's, he's going to be healthiest. I am a hundred percent. Okay. With that. And
1: And Sackett should be as well.
0: If he doesn't come back this season at all, and he feels it's going to take him until the start of next season, he's 20 years old. If he comes back at all and can play at this level or higher, you're still winning. You're still winning long term. Be smart about it and let let the guy heal.
1: And uh, that's the hope. Sakic needs to take the long term projection on the uh, you know, or take or play the long game on this one. This is not something that you rush or force or. Absolutely. Wow. Yeah, I, I feel bad for him and his family. I hope that he has a 100% full recovery. Don't wish this on anyone. I mean, like I said, just ask Mark Savard. He can tell you. And there are other players, I'm sure, as well. But he'd be the oh, well, one absolutely. that I mean, out in my mind at the moment.
0: You know, you've got Lindros. You've got other guys who've, reco- who've retired.
1: Uh, Lindros, power forward taken down by concussions and other. I mean, he had other injuries as well, but it was the concussions that took Windross down.
0: Absolutely. Um, let's run through the last couple of topics. We'll go really, really quick. Um, Oilers fans asked about the rumors of Evander Kane joining the, <laughs> joining the team. Um, uh-huh. Put this poll up during the week, uh, ran it fairly short, not expecting to see much, um, choices were hate it, we'll see, or love it. Um, we'll see got twenty three point one percent. Hate it got twenty four and a quarter percent, but love it fifty two point three percent. I'm kind of fascinated by this because
1: uh, all I of the off,
0: except for the COVID nonsense and lying about something whether you believe it in or not, is dumb, particularly when it's something that can be proved so easily. Um, all the other controversies off-ice have been proven nonsense. You know, he wasn't betting, no, they've not been able to find any proof that he was betting on games
1: or abusing his wife or abusing his, or or his
0: wife or, ha- or half a thousand other things that people have accused him betting,
1: betting of. Not- on, betting on hockey. All the things I, that he's been accused of, they have not found any evidence to, to corroborate any of these stories. So you're left with his talent and what he can do on the ice, and only 52% want to say they'd love to have Vander Kane on their team? That seems a little low to me. I don't know. See, I'm
0: I'm sort of fascinated by the split because um, old you say that only 52% loved it. I'm surprised that as few people hated it because he's also supposed to be a locker room cancer, which is seems to be the excuse for getting rid of a lot of players. I mean, Nazim Kadri is supposedly a locker room cancer.
1: Has he been in Colorado though?
0: I haven't heard anything
1: about that. Exactly. Um, has he been, I mean, he's been, has he been suspended? I think he was suspended once. Yes. I, I, I want to check myself before I make once, that comment. He did something stupid, but he was suspended once in Colorado, but he has not been the player that he was in Toronto. And in Toronto, the issue was, Oh wait, we had William Nylander, young Austin Matthews, young Mitch Marner, young, um, half the roster, Young, they didn't have leadership on that team. Now he's in Colorado, McKinnon, Landis Gog, and younger, not completely young, not early 20s. But But
0: also legit bona fide stars who know how to prepare. So whether he was actually a cancer or not.
1: Exactly. I think the
0: environment matters.
1: I think the same thing is true with Evander. Now, granted, in San Jose, they had uh, – I'm pretty sure Logan Couture are younger than him, maybe only a couple okay. of years. If
0: you put him in, ta- say, Tampa, put him on the Tampa roster. I think he's going to change like his – He's like the eighth best player on the team, almost. There's no way, unless he – there's no way he's going to get the as much attention from the media – And let's face it, as much as the Tampa Bay Lightning have been a spectacular team the last couple of years, Mm -hmm. it's still like a third or fourth tier hockey market in terms of how much attention people pay to it in general. If a a Boston Bruins player walks down the streets of Boston, there's going to be 27 Instagram posts, uh, three TikToks, and 19 tweets uh, by the time he makes it a full
1: block. I still think it depends on who it is, though. If Eric Halla does it, I don't think he gets that kind of attention.
0: Okay, Eric Halla has been here less than a season, though.
1: Exactly, that's what I'm but- saying. Yes, Bergeron does that. Grizzlick, because he's from here, if he does that. Charlie Coyle, same deal. I agree. Pasta, yes. Marshawn, yes. But I don't think it's the, that way for the whole team. And I do think that, I do think that if Evander came here, I think the locker room, as constituted. Would be of great help to him.
0: I think the lo- the locker room, and you've got the a, a, as we mentioned a few minutes ago. You've got uh, McQuaid. You've got Chris Kelly. Um, recent NHL players. I want to say that Kane played it certainly against McQuaid, and I think against Chris Kelly.
1: Um, I, I I I don't know that. I I don't want to speak certainties, but I don't know that he becomes that huge issue. Now, would Bruins bring him in? Probably not no. because of the issues.
0: No, and quite frankly, he's a left wing. They don't need anyone else on the left wing.
1: Right. Unless got, I mean, where would you play him? Because you've got Hall, you've got Marcia, and there's your top two.
0: Unless I mean, it's it, the wake of sending DeBrusque out and they get him at entry-level price or league minimum for veterans and they well, managed to find 2C...
1: Would he be? Would he be signing? Uh, would he be signing a new deal? His current deal is is exp- is, is terminated, so he has no contract. So it's not he like he has
0: no contract, and unless the grievance he, comes out in his favor or somewhere in the middle,
1: so he, he, he no signs it. So he signs a show me contract.
0: If he signs a show me contract and actually produces without causing issues and i think that you can legitimately say that from now through the end of the first round of the playoffs or call it the all-star game first weekend of next month because i think i'm hoping the investigation will be over or the grievance uh it the grievance process will be over mm-hmm. by then february, beginning of february through the cuz the playoffs are going to the playoffs mm-hmm. don't even start until what is it, April or this year, or even May? Um, no, I think that's enough time. That's enough time for a show-me for this year. I mean, we're not even at the halfway point uh, in terms of games played because of all the, all the delays.
1: And then there are teams, I mean, like the Bruins, and, and there are a couple others that have numerous games in hand. Yes, So, yeah, it's ridiculous where some teams are and where other teams are and postponements and they're going to make him up when they during the during the Olympic break and this and that. So I I don't know. I just think that I think that in the right situation, Evander Kane would certainly still he definitely has something to offer talent wise. I mean, you don't just suddenly forget.
0: How to play hockey how yeah. to score goals no he's a as an athlete he is a superior athlete, and people trying to pretend he's not um no, makes no sense. I mean the regular season as of right now runs through the end of April, okay, Give me three months plus a uh, three months of the regular rest of the regular season and a play and at least a first round. And I'll be willing to tell you how well he's going to fit in in any given city. Whether it's I, Nashville,
1: you've got some you older think, guys there. Do you think he's going to be sitting out? Do you think he's going to go somewhere and, and, and latch on? Either Your really opinion. Depends.
0: I, I mean, for me, I think the best, if he's actually, one, if he's actually causing a lot of the controversy and it's not just people who don't like him for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. I would legitimately either sit it out or go sign in Europe and play there for a year, maybe even two years and then come back to the NHL. Okay. So we can go play for, you know, Moscow Dynamo or Spartak or wherever and
1: he could yes. he's gonna he's gonna well if if if, if if bochensky can go there and lead the league or, or whatever he did then yeah i don't see kane having any issues
0: <laughs> um evander kane right now would almost certainly show up and be the best player in the league by not by a lot
1: Uh, I mean, I mean, I'm just I'm just trying to figure out if we're going to see him on an NHL ring on you know NHL ice sheet this season. Or part of me would like to because I enjoy watching him. But yes, I there is okay. that part of me that feels he needs to allow the light to reset, let it focus okay. somewhere else.
0: Corbin Knight. Who you may or may not remember uh, currently plays for Avangard uh, in the KHL and is like third in scoring there. Okay. Corbin Knight was drafted a long time ago into the NHL. Mm-hmm. Um, 2009, fifth round pick, Florida Panthers, 135. Uh, overall played a whopping 52 NHL games and picked up 12 points. He's playing for Omsk Avangard uh, that last season and this season um, and 48 points in 47 games this year, 40 points in 57 games last year, 40 points in 60 games the year before for berries uh I think yeah, I'm pretty certain that Evander Kane could go over there, sign a bigger contract than he would ever get in the NHL, and absolutely abuse teams. Okay, I mean, Kokelev is over there, and in the 2021 season, in 59 games, he popped in 34 points.
1: Yeah, Coco's not coming back either. By the way, uh,
0: I'm pretty sure you're. That's true.
1: I I've I heard those along with the Krejci thing. And Coco's not coming back either. <laughs>
0: um, on to the next. Um, so Buffalo Sabres fans responded with absolute apathy to the question of what their excitement level was for uh, the debut of Jack Quinn, and Jack Quinn responded. A first-round draft pick from that family responded with a a lukewarm showing. Uh, no points in his debut. Um, ace overall in the first uh, round in 2020. Right wing, right shot, 20 years old. Um, I was, even on that roster, I was expecting more than, uh, well, I was expecting him to do something. Um, But then again, Tage Thompson, Kyle Ocposo, and defenseman Rasmus Darlene are leading the team in scoring and not guys like Jeff Skinner and – I guess Jeff Skinner.
1: Okay. (laughs)
0: Uh, Because, yeah, I – I forgot Mark, Mark Jankowski was there now too. Isn't that amazing? Really?
1: Um yes. <laughs> okay. Absolute
0: apathy. So I the poll Absolute got five apathy? votes. Five votes on a day and I ran this poll at the same time as the as the Oilers and Evander Kane poll, which got like seventy or almost seventy votes. Mm-hmm. Um so five five votes. Um what's your excitement level choices were to the moon, as high as his selection, he'll be fine, and who? Twenty percent uh, of those five votes were who?
1: That would be one. So one of the one of the five as votes didn't know who he is. One.
0: And then three votes for "To the Moon," which I still, with a total of five votes from all of the theoretical Sabres fans. Um. Wow.
1: Wow. <laughs> wow.
0: More interesting, we discussed this potential trade last week and Bob Mann, who I've known pretty much as long as we've been talking hockey uh, for other people's consumption, um, tweeted about it, uh, tweeted to me in response to a couple of questions. Um, So last week uh, I posted this just, I think we're still on the air. Uh, On today's show, we discussed the idea of Oilers' Ryan Nugent Hopkins for... Um NHL Bruins, John Moore, and Jake Debras helped upgrade both teams in a genuine hockey trade when you pull the trigger. Um so trade option or the options were yes for Boston, yes for Edmonton, no for Edmonton, and no for Boston. Um no for Boston and no for Edmonton only got a combined eight point six percent uh or I'm sorry yes for Edmonton and no for Boston got a combined 8.3%. Yes for Boston was 39.1% but no for Edmonton was 52.2%. Um in a lot of ways I can understand that John Moore has not had a spectacular NHL career. Um but as much as I'm aggressively non-thrilled with him I have to admit that the games that I've seen him in this year, I think I've only seen him play make one mistake, like I think I can only look at one maybe one goal against and say yeah that that was John Moore, he screwed up by the numbers, and, mm-hmm. we know that I don't hold back on that
1: stuff well. Um, John Moore, we don't hold back on John Moore here on the show. I mean, he gets the same scru- level of scrutiny as everybody else. He just happens to earn it. Um, I, I kind of, I, I think I agree with the no for Edmonton population. I don't, I don't see them wanting to get rid of. Uh, I think it's more they don't want to see Nugent Hopkins out of town rather than debroskin more in town. I get the feeling that it's more that's my take on this is I think they don't want to see Nuge leave. I mean, the yes for Boston, obviously you want to bring in Nuge. You you need a guy who can play center wing and, and most likely would be on a wing. I can't see him taking over a center spot. Not at this point anyway, unless somehow he's the he's good enough to be a 2C. And I'm not sure on that one with. I think I'd okay. better as a winger, but
0: just just for just for the
1: sake, think, discussion. Yes. Precisely,
0: how hard would it be to be a two C between Hall and Pasternak?
1: <laughs> pass, win
0: face offs pass, <laughs> pass, and take the F three position. Done.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: Ryan Nugent Hopkins is more than capable of doing that and he's a good enough passer that I think he would be an upgrade over Halla in that aspect. Do I think that Halla is a better two-way player? Yes.
1: Uh is let's he- see Ryan Nugent-Hopkins mm-hmm. is not being played as a center at this point in time and his percentage this season is a woeful 39.1
0: that's the biggest knock I can make against him is that his face off percentage is,
1: you're not, great. he's not ne- he's only hit seriously. He's only hit 50% once. And that was two seasons ago.
0: But what would he have in Boston?
1: He's playing as a winger in,
0: in what Edmonton. What would he have in Boston?
1: He would what have would the best
0: face off man in the last decade <laughs> to help him improve.
1: Oh, okay. So why isn't he doing that with Howla and Nosek and Charlie and? Uh,
0: We don't know that he isn't, but.
1: Oh, okay. I mean, is is Charlie is Charlie playing a center spot?
0: No, he's been he's been moved. Well, he's been moved to third center and there's just not the number of.
1: Can somebody explain to me why?
0: Because Howla has been moved to two where I think that. That's I think that an oils natural position probably is the three C, or maybe a second line winger, depending on the team. But I think three C is is actually
1: Charlie high end three C. Charlie hasn't been over fifty percent in the face off dot since two thousand seventeen eighteen. So yeah, uh, and.
0: A couple of names to pay attention to in the upcoming draft: um, David Goyette. Scouts that I follow and talk to on Twitter are all over this guy. Um, he's he may well be one of the fa- fastest, highest risers um, in the uh, in the draft between the beginning of the season and the actual draft. Um, Tyler Muslick, another. Uh, as another guy that you're going to have to pay attention to.
1: And then his numbers, I, I will say, I looked up music just, again, goaltending, yes, and for some reason I have, I, I tend to angle toward the goalies. But his numbers aren't, they're not going to wow you at this point in time. I mean, they're still, high eight, they're still high 80s, 89, just a shade under 90. He is going to the University of New Hampshire, though. So we'll be able to keep an eye on him.
0: I mean, playing against Hockey East uh, is going to (laughs) either sharpen him up or sink him. And remember, he is 17.
1: He's 17. He won't turn 18 until July.
0: It's not like he's in his second or third year, his second year of eligibility. He's 17.
1: Yep. Um, And ranked number five by Central Scouting.
0: Yeah. Being ranked number five by central scouting for goaltenders in North America, not too shabby. It doesn't necessarily mean you're going to go first round, but it's – you're going to get taken.
1: Yeah, I'm thinking he's probably going to go somewhere like, say, fifth round, sixth round, something like that. He's He's not going to be an afterthought, but at the same point in time, he's not going high.
0: Yeah, uh, if anyone drafts him with their first round pick, I will be somewhat surprised. Uh, if anyone drafts him with their fourth round pick, I will be somewhat surprised that he's still there. And that that is where we wrap things up this week. Um, next week, we will have all sorts of stuff to talk about. We'll be... Uh, probably still lamenting the All-Star selections or the Some-Stars selections. Um, we will no doubt be gearing up for the All-Star game and festivities as well. And I'm sure that at least three players will find a way to do something incredibly stupid um, for <coughs> us to talk about. Not to mention at least one general manager or coach.
1: Oh, that that goes without saying, especially if Bergeron's going out to L.A., uh, is is this where i should have music some sort of music and in, musical interlude and i can have ll cool j sing going back to cali absolutely excellent i gotta figure get out how on to that get
0: and news. edit it in and uh <laughs> this is where we'll uh, actually leave you thanks for listening ladies and gentlemen uh share the show with your friends
1: coworkers, random people you meet on the street take care